0: The Old Testament lesson appointed for this fourth Sunday in Advent is from 2 Samuel 7. I'm going to uh, add some verses to this reading today. You'll notice in the bulletin, if you're following along in the bulletin, that it says that we're to read the first 11 verses and then jump to verse 16. I'm not quite sure why the lectionary calls for that because verses 12 through 16 are probably the most important words in that text. So I'm going to read the whole thing to you. And I'm going to read it to you from the New International Version, so even when I'm reading to you what you have before you will be a little different. But anyways, we read from Second Samuel 7. And just note, in these words, God makes promises to Samuel which are later fulfilled in Christ. And we're going to hear in the Gospel reading how the angel tells Mary these words will be fulfilled in her son. So there's promises made, and then there's promises kept. After the king was settled in his palace and the Lord had given him rest from all his enemies around him, he said to Nathan the prophet, Here I am living in a palace of cedar while the ark of God remains in a tent. And Nathan replied to the king, Whatever you have in mind, go ahead and do it, for the Lord is with you. That night the word of the Lord came to Nathan, saying, Go and tell my servant David this is what the Lord says. I took you from the pasture and from following the flock to be ruler over my people Israel. I have been with you wherever you have gone, and I've cut off all your enemies from before you. Now I will make your name great, like the names of the greatest men of the earth. And I will provide a place for my people Israel, and I will plant them so that they can be a home of their own and no longer be disturbed. Wicked people will not oppress them anymore, as they did at the beginning and have done ever since the time I appointed leaders over my people Israel, I will also give you rest from all your enemies. The Lord declares to you that the Lord himself will establish a house for you. When your days are over and you rest with your fathers, I will raise up your offspring to succeed you, who will come from your own body, and I will establish his kingdom. He is the one who will build a house for my name, and I will establish his, the throne of his kingdom forever." I will be his father, and he will be my son. And when he does wrong, I will punish him with the rod of men, with floggings inflicted by men. But my love will never be taken away from him, as I took it away from Saul, whom I loved, whom I removed from before you. Your house and your kingdom will endure forever before me. Your throne will be established forever. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Now the epistle lesson is from Romans chapter 16. Now to him who is able to strengthen you according to my gospel and the preaching of Jesus Christ according to the revelation of the mystery that was kept secret for long ages but has now been disclosed and through the prophetic writings has been made known to all the nations according to the command of the eternal God to bring about the obedience of faith the only wise god be glory forevermore through jesus christ amen this too is the word of the lord amen. thanks be to god please rise out of respect for the reading of the holy gospel the holy gospel according to saint luke the first chapter glory be to thee o lord And the angel departed from her. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise be to Thee, O Christ. In the name of Christ our King, dear fellow worshipers of Him. A few years ago, there was a commercial that ran on the television. It was a commercial that was promoting a bank. In the commercial, a girl is swinging back and forth on a swing. And she looks directly into the camera, and she says, imagine if all the people of this world kept their promise. Imagine. Imagine how the world would be different. Imagine. Yes, imagine. Imagine if people would keep their promises. Maybe we would be less disenfranchised or disenchanted with the political establishment. Maybe young people would be more inclined to marry if they didn't see so many husbands and wives breaking their marital vows. Maybe children would be a little bit more trusting of their parents if the parents didn't fudge on the promises made. Or maybe parents wouldn't seem so stern to their children if the children simply did the chores that they promised their parents to do. Maybe spouses would nag less if their partner did household fix-ups that they had promised to do. Maybe friendships would be stronger if friends didn't bail on one another. Maybe buyers would be a little bit more agreeable to purchasing lifetime guarantees if the guarantee was actually for a lifetime. Maybe our neighbors would be a little bit more interested in God if we loved the Lord our God with all our heart, soul, body, and mind and loved our neighbor as ourselves, just as we promised God. Promises made, promises broken. We're all experts at breaking promises, aren't we? God made several promises to David in our text. Listen to these promises once again from Second Samuel 7, beginning at verse 11. The Lord declares to you that the Lord himself will establish a house for you. When your days are over and you rest with your ancestors, I will raise up your offspring to succeed you, your own flesh and blood, and I will establish his kingdom. He is the one who will build a house for my name. And I will establish the throne of his kingdom forever. And I will be his father, and he will be my son. And when he does wrong, I will punish him with a rod wielded by men, with floggings inflicted by human hands. But my love will never be taken away from him, as I took it away from Saul, whom I removed from before you. Your house and your kingdom will endure forever before me. Your throne will be established forever. Imagine. Imagine if God had not kept His promise to David. Imagine how different our world and our lives would be. Imagine. Well, we don't have to imagine because God has kept all of His promises, not just 99.9% of them, but all of them. And what a difference God's kept promises make in our lives. God promised David, when your days are over and you rest with your fathers, I will raise up your offspring to succeed you who will come from your own body. God was telling David that one of his family line, that one of his future descendants would be the Messiah, the promised one. And that this promised son of David would be a man. God kept his promise. And he sent a descendant of David to be the savior of the world. As we heard in the gospel lesson for this morning, the angel said to Mary, Don't be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. You will be with child and you will give birth to a son. And you're to give him the name Jesus. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. His kingdom will never end. Promise made, promise kept. God promised David that this same descendant would be the son of God. I will be his father, and he will be my son. That's quite an extraordinary promise. But not for God. For with God all things are possible. The angel said, to, said of the child soon to be miraculously conceived in the womb of the Virgin Mary, He will be great and He will be called the Son of the Most High. The Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. It astounds us that the Son of God The second person of the Holy Trinity became one of us. Flesh and blood. A flesh and blood human being, a male. And He did all of that so that He might be our Deliverer. Promise made, promise kept. Now here's another promise God made to King David of this descendant. We read in our text, when He does wrong, I will punish him with the rod of men, with floggings inflicted by men, but my love will never be taken away from him. God was indicating that this descendant of David would be no ordinary king. This descendant, who we know to be Jesus, was greeted by adoring admirers with shouts of Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, blessed is the coming kingdom of our father David, Hosanna in the highest heaven. That's how they greeted Jesus as he rode into Jerusalem riding on that donkey. Little did they know that his saving of them meant that this king would be crowned with thorns and his throne would be a cross and that there would be a placard nailed over his head mocking him as the king of the Jews. He who knew no sin, this king who knew no sin, became sin for us. He took your sin and my sin on himself, and this king died for you and for me. A vision in the book of Revelation describes our king in this way. He is dressed in a robe dipped in blood, and his name is the word of God. And on his robe and on his thigh he has the name written, King of Kings. And Lord of Lords. This king suffered. This king shed his blood. This king sacrificed himself for you and for me and for all people in this world. This king forgives us of our sin. Promise made, promise kept. Well, God made another promise. He promised David that his descendant would build a house that endures forever. We hear in our text, the Lord declares to you that the Lord himself will establish a house for you. Now, this king's house is a -a one-of-a-kind house. It's a house not made of brick and mortar, but of people, of people like you and me and other believers in Jesus Christ. St. Peter says of this house, as you come to him, the living stone, rejected by humans but chosen by God and precious to him, you also, like living stones, are being built into a spiritual house. Promise made, promise kept. God further promises in our text, I will establish the throne of his kingdom forever. Your house and your kingdom will endure forever before me. Your throne will be established forever And in fulfillment of this promise, the angel said to Mary, The Lord God will give your son the throne of his father David, and your son will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and your son's kingdom will never end. Civilizations rise and civilizations collapse. Rulers rule, and then rulers fall. But Jesus' kingdom, his reign as king, it lasts forever promise made promise kept as citizens in the king's dominion we do not live under the shadow of death we no longer fear hell instead we anticipate the glorious return of our king and we look forward to reigning with him we live with the expectation that the king's promise that he makes to each of us will be kept The king says to you and to me, do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. My father's house has many rooms. If that were not so, would I have told you that I'm going to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back. And I will take you to be with me that you may be where I am. That's a promise made by our king. It's a promise that our king will keep. We can count on it. So we pray, Maranatha, come, King Jesus. Amen. And now to him who loves us and has freed us from our sins by his blood and has made us to be a kingdom and priests, to serve his God and Father, to him be glory and power forever and ever. Amen.